This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Bridge Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside on this Monday night. And it is the best kind of Danny Bridge Show as we are getting ready for another round of the GHSA 4A playoffs as your BC Cadets took down Marist 24-21 to in the quarterfinals. And a breakdown of that game and to look ahead to the North Oconee Titans, Coach Danny Britt joins us. Coach, it, it was an awesome scene at Memorial Stadium, absolutely packed out. Uh, the cadet walk from talking to a lot of people, unlike anything that they had ever seen, just an awesome Friday night. Yeah, definitely, Christian. First of all, it's great to be with you again. Certainly uh, uh, proud of what we were able to accomplish Friday night. and uh, Thankful to all the fans, everybody that came out. Just the support was unbelievable and uh, played a major factor in in that game. Like we had talked about, we knew it would, and and uh, it, it was able to you know help us uh, squeak out a win by three points. Hey, Coach, we, we all knew going into that game, Marist wasn't going to beat themselves. We've seen a lot of teams just kind of seem shell-shocked, I guess is the best way to put it, in the first quarter. And you guys can go up two, three scores really fast and then kind of put the game away early. But Marist, such a well-coached team, such a disciplined team, you knew that this was going to be a battle back and forth. What did you see out of your team, and when did you really start to feel comfortable that your guys were going to be able to go back and forth? Uh, well, definitely, uh, we knew that was the case. We knew this was going to be a massive game. We've been looking, you know, looking at it for honestly for a month. Uh, we we uh, knew that we weren't going to come out and, and just just run over them like we had, you know, previous opponents. So, um, you know, we we expected it. We talked to the kids. I think they knew that very well. And um, and and when did I feel comfortable? That would have been as the clock ran out. And I was shaking uh, <laughs> Coach Chadwick's hand. It was just a back-and-forth game like that, as you mentioned, Coach. But uh, we're, we're going to talk to Coach Houston in a little bit defensively. I know you give up the 21 points. You guys have gotten real used to holding people uh, below seven points. But 21 points against that offense, a uh, style of offense that's really kind of gone out of fashion uh, on every level of football, but one that can be so tough to defend, especially with a program like Maris. I thought maybe the best – performance from your defense in just terms of assignment in terms of tackling you knew they were going to pick up some big runs up the middle but just limiting those to not the the back-breaking runs right yeah definitely uh I, coach Housen did an incredible job of getting that defense ready uh schematically did a really good job of showing different looks but having our guys knowing their responsibility and for the most part you know we we did what we were supposed to uh I think early we weren't you know, the interior line wasn't taking the fullback like we had talked about and was their assignment. Um, but I think it really had more to do with how well the offensive line of, of Maris was blocking and how quick they hit that. You just can't really prepare for it. It's so hard. Um, but Coach House and the defense did a great job. And, and, yeah, they were averaging, I think it was 49 points a game. So, um, you know, to hold them to 21 was pretty pretty impressive. And, and uh, you know, we did what we, we uh, needed to to win. Coach, I know it's one of those games that I, I love to watch because you see something you don't really see now in football, and it's just kind of that flex in the back 
from the linebackers and from the defensive linemen where you're just you're meeting somebody in the hole and, and you just have to kind of bow up on them I guess is the best way to put it we saw that a lot uh, I know big Emmanuel Pitts got in there and he played a crucial role and then the two linebackers Wilkes Albert and Bryce Baker combining for over 30 tackles there were so many times where you just saw man on man in the hole those guys meeting up kind of like the old Oklahoma drill over and over again it was just old school football all night yeah, that's real football. That is real football, and, and Maris does a great job. Coach Chadwick obviously been doing it for a very long time, and they do it at an extremely high level, and everybody buys into that. It's, it's really impressive. Um, but, yeah, uh, first of all, I want to talk about Emmanuel Pitts. We call only Manny. Uh, he did such a phenomenal job of going in when his name was called and making a difference really making a difference and um, uh, just did a great job, uh, great job for us there. Um, so just, just very proud of him with that and, and, and all that he was able to do. And, and uh, you know, it, here's the thing with uh, Manny. He won the practice warrior, which is our scout team player of the week, last week, and then also got our team me award, which means big team little me because he went in and made seven tackles from his nose guard position and made a huge difference. Now, how cool is that? He, he yeah. serving part-time as a scout team player, and then when we cross over, then he goes and gets his reps on defense uh, and just really, you know, that, that's, that is truly the epitome of big team, little me. And then, Coach, those two inside linebackers with maybe the best games that they've played, uh, very similar offense what they saw from Jefferson last year as freshmen uh, playing in there as inside linebackers. But as I mentioned, for Bryce Baker and Wilkes Albert, over 30 combined tackles. Yeah, it, it, they did a great job. They really did. And, and you know, they were going to have to. just going to have to be a very tough, hard-nosed football game. Uh, Bryce ended up with 19 tackles, three tackles for a loss, which is very hard to get a tackle for a loss against, you know, that type of oh, yeah. offense. And um, so, yeah, just just an incredible game. Uh, both of them, they played very hard. And, you know, two sophomores just really, really getting after it in a big-time setting. And, Coach, offensively for you guys, it just it seemed like it wasn't going to be there uh, with the runs between the tackles. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Marish just plays against that so much going up against their own team. And they're a really physical team, and they run to the ball well. But uh, it's nice to have a – I don't even want to call it a fallback plan, but just uh, another option that you're able to go to in a, in a four-star quarterback that can drop back and pass. And I know uh, not eye-popping no numbers for Holden Garen, but three touchdowns on the day for him and just getting done what they needed to get done offensively. Yeah, definitely. It was clutch. Uh, you know, by Holden, he made some really good throws. Uh, they're certainly, you know – the turning point in that game was in the third quarter when, uh, you know, we drove down and, you know, kind of had a misassignment there and, and, and threw the interception. And defense was able to go out and get a, a thir three and out. Boom. And then we, we drove down, kicked the field goal, and then uh, got another three and out, drove down, and uh, Holden made an incredible pass to pick up a first down there to, to uh, J uh, JT. And then, of course, the uh, it was a great throw. And, Great catch in the end zone there by, by by both of those guys. Just did an incredible job, and you know sometimes I think we take it for granted what Holden does. But if you look at that pass, and I was watching it, you know, from several different angles, it's pretty impressive for sure. Yeah, I think Auburn probably could have used him this weekend. They were probably waiting for him, trying to say, "Hey, come down out of the stands. We might need you to suit up." But man, the the four minute drive might have been the most impressive drive to me, Coach. You get the ball back. 
Maris had just scored a touchdown to bring it within three, and you know if you go three and out there and you punt it back to him, then all the momentum in the world is back with Maris there. The fact that your guys were able to go out there and execute, pick up a big third down with a pass to Zaquan Bryan, I mean, maybe the most difficult offense to run, that four-minute put-away offense. Yeah, definitely. That was huge, and we knew it. We got the ball there, and um, – you know, uh, you know, said, hey, we we want to, we got to move it, and you know, Coach uh, De Phillips has said, hey, have the, do, do we take away the offense? Meaning, you know, are, are we open or are we just going to try to run it at all costs? And I said, let's play it by ear. Um, you know, start off, let's try to run it, and then you know, whatever we need to do to get first down. So that was a huge pass and completion to Quan. Uh, uh, great pass, great job of catching it, very clutch right there, and then. You know, um, you know, one of the guys that asked me right afterwards, like, "Hey, coach, if we hadn't got that, would you have gone for it?" And I'm like, "No, we'd have had to punt. We'd have had to punt right there." Yeah. So, uh, you know, that was huge, and then great job by the offensive guys, the offensive line. We then we just ran it out, and, and you know, and, and won the game. And so uh, to take that kind of time off the clock and you know, to win the game was just massive. And just so many different storylines. It was just one of those games, the perfect atmosphere out there and just so many great performances from the different players in that one, Coach. But just overarchingly for you, because we know what it means for your team literally. It means you're going to the semifinals. You get to host another playoff game. But as a program, as a team, what did that win that win mean for your guys? Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, this team set a goal back in January to win a state championship. And we knew that that was, I mean, that's, that was going to be a major hurdle in getting there. So we, we, we climbed that mountain, we made it there. And, you know, so then, you know, the, the, the goal is still ahead of us. But, you know, also the fact that we beat, you know, Benedictine, beat Marist in, in the quarterfinals, the, you know, last year, the number one ranked team, last year's state champion, you know, that's huge as a program just to be able to do that. And, and um, you know, so uh, you know, both ways, it's just massive, massive win for us. Yeah, I know. Coach Saban kind of talked about that before the Iron Bowl. Is you got you got to appreciate every single win for what it is. Right, that's correct. And and um, you know, I've, I've aged enough to where I I do that. <laughs> I, I'm going to enjoy it. And um, you know, you, you can't do it for too very long because you have to then turn your focus. But. But we enjoyed it, and we, we realized that, and the kids realize that. They're, they're way smarter than, you know, sometimes adults give them credit for. Those kids know what's going on and, and uh, just really realized that was a big moment. Absolutely, and now a chance to go to Atlanta. But first, the North Oconee Titans. It seems like deja vu. It probably is because North Oconee took them on in week three at Memorial Stadium. We'll see him again right there at Memorial Stadium. We're going take a quick break. We'll come back and preview that one next right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Bridge Show on ESPN Radio. North Oconee at BC coming up this Friday night for a chance to go to Atlanta to play for a state championship. And Coach, a team you guys are very familiar with, but I know uh, the the thing you probably are going to hate hearing all this week is forty eight to seventeen, right? Because I know uh, Nick Saban calls it rat poison, but a team you guys have already played this year, you handled them really well. What's the conversation like with your team around that? Yeah, definitely, we don't want to hear that, um, but but we need to hear it because you know the kids know it; they're thinking it. We, so we just got to go out, and, and the good thing is, as coaches, we we are real with them. 
and uh, we have been all year and we'll continue to be. And, um, you know, we can't look back at that. Uh, they are a much better team now, which we are too, just to be honest. We are too, but um, they, they were playing with very inspired football, uh, you know, got a few guys back. They've added a few wrinkles to the mix, and they're, they're playing very high right now. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a major challenge for us. But uh, I think we'll be ready. I think we're mature enough to handle that. Um, you know, I, honestly, I'll tell you, I was like, I, I don't really want to play North Oconee again because, yeah. because of that reason. But, hey, they, you know, they were able to win, and, and so now that's who we play. So we just have to be real open about it and talk about it. And if we don't go out and play, you know, our type of football and play really well, we won't win. Yeah, and a team that's ripped off nine consecutive wins uh, since y'all played back in yeah back in August. And again, just a team that's on a nine-game winning streak right now and a couple of really impressive wins. Obviously, beating Jefferson to win their region was impressive from North Oconee, uh, but then heading to Bainbridge and beating them 29-24 to is nothing to shake your head at. It definitely, and, and another thought with that is back in 2014, we started the season off with a, a loss to Greater Atlanta Christian then met them in the state championship game and, and beat them. I don't remember what the final score was, but beat them by uh, several touchdowns. How hard is it to beat the same team twice in the same season? It is hard. It is definitely hard to do that. And, uh, you know, you know, both schematically and, and, and just, just mentally and emotionally. And so it, it is tough, but it's, it's, you know, the task laid ahead of us. And Coach, uh, one of the biggest storylines I thought from that Marist game was the home crowd, and we kind of saw it about 20 minutes before the game kicked off because usually about that time people are still filtering in from the parking lot, but about 20 minutes before kickoff, it was about as full as we'd seen it, and we knew that mean uh, that home side was going to be bursting at the seams. What did it mean for you guys to look up and see that packed-out home side? It is huge. It is a major factor uh, for football. Uh, it, emotion is a part of the game, and uh, you know that's really big when it can be in front of a huge crowd and you're hearing the noises. I mean, heck, Justin Thomas mentioned it, and, and you know when he won the Fenicaro Award, is you know he loved football because you know there's going to be big crowds and there's music and it's loud and you know things are you know celebrated and so it is huge and we we're going to need that type of crowd again this week. Coach, you kind of let me into my final question there for the second consecutive year. Justin Thomas has taken home a Finnecaro Award for the outstanding performance from an athlete in multiple sports. Was there ever any question in your mind that he was going to take that one home? There was no question in my mind that he should take that one home. <laughs> now, I never know because, you know, other people are voting and I don't know, but uh, I'll, I'll just say this, you know, with my uh, – with with my recommendation of him winning the award, I was uh, I was pretty uh, open about my feelings for him winning it, and that he was definitely the best football player in this area. Well, he, he didn't he didn't dissuade anybody last week against Marius. Before we let you go, man, just where do you where do you feel like I know he has two more wins he wants to get here, but this season for Justin Thomas for you, where does it rank from an athlete from BC? You know, it's it's pretty unbelievable, really, and. You know, uh, you look back, and I've mentioned, you know, comparing him some to John Wesley Kennedy, but he's different. Uh, he can do other things, too, and uh, it, it's about as special as it could get. I don't know that anybody's had one as good as, as he has this year and just how he's done it all over the field in the run game, between the tackles, on the edges, receiving, 
defensively return game. He is just truly a special guy. What makes him so special is he's, he's, he's brilliant. He's extremely athletic. But his competitive nature is unbelievable. I mean, when he, he wants to win. And, uh, and he wants the pressure on him when, when that time comes. So uh, it just all around, he, he's unbelievable. Coach, we're going to catch up with your defensive coordinator, Galen Houston, coming up next. Just your thoughts on the job he's done this season. Yeah, Galen's done an incredible job. I'm, I'm so very proud of him. And it's not an easy job to, to take over the defense and change the defense that you know, has been my baby for so long. Um, and so he's he's managed through that. He's dealt with me, <laughs> which is not easy in that regard. Um, and just has done a great job schematically, great job of teaching, and a great job of, of, of inspiring the kids. They love him, and they want to play for him, and they want to be successful for him. And, you know, so all around he's just done a great job and uh, very proud of him. Again, Galen Houston coming up next here on the Danny Britt Show. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Look forward to seeing you out there at Memorial Stadium on Friday. All right, Christian, I appreciate it once again. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah, Christian Gilco, glad to have you alongside on this Monday afternoon. So much more to dive into as we get prepared for a semifinals matchup with North Oconee. But before we do that, I want to catch up with a guy who has led one of the most dominant units we've seen in a long time. Defensive coordinator, linebackers coach for your Benedictine Cadets, Galen Houston with us on the program. Coach, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, yeah, Christian, thanks for having me. Uh, great opportunity. Pleasure to be here. And man, just before we dive uh, too much into the season, I want to go back to last Friday night, a massive game. Marist, uh, one of the predominant teams in the state of Georgia, a team that runs an offense y'all don't see a lot anymore. You knew it was going to be a battle. End up holding them to 21 points, enough to get the win there. Just tell us about the performance from your guys and just what a battle that was. Uh, yeah, Christian. Well, first I want to, you know, first give a shout-out to, to my staff, uh, and, and I'll mention them briefly or quickly here. Uh, defensive line coach Howard Williams, um, one of my former coaches, Tony Orsini, who coaches pretty much everything, but he assists me coaching outside linebackers and defensive line. Uh, I coach the inside backers. You have uh, Coach Britt, who actually coaches our safeties. Coach Kevin Brazant coaches our, our corners. So, uh, And I have to mention Coach Tony Moore, who does a great job organizing and getting our scout team ready to go every week. And so he, he deserves a, a big plus also being one of our offensive assistants. But he's run our scout team the entire year, and those guys help us tremendously. So I want to give credit to each and every one of our guys. And, of course, our players, man, they stepped up. They executed the game plan, and, and they were able to perform and get the job done. And Marist, a, like we said, just a powerhouse coming in uh, with that triple option attack. And it's not like the triple option we see now, which is from a pistol or from a shotgun. This is straight ahead, straight at you. Coach Britt had mentioned that you guys had been preparing for this for upwards of three weeks now. What were some of the main things you guys were preparing for? Um, just some of the main things, uh, uh, option offense, you know, back in, uh, back in the day as far as football was something that everybody runs, but now in the kind of spread era that we're in in football and being open and trying to get it, spread defenses out and offenses trying to get guys in space, um, 
Maris was very tricky because they run, you know, that kind of Georgia Tech flex bone old school offense. They mix and match different uh, formations and personnel groupings, uh, and they also will jump in spread and do some spread. Uh, some spread things as well with the same personnel group. So that's what made it tough. But mainly we had to basically, we wanted to be multiple, so we, we mixed in even and on front. And uh, one key we thought to stop at Maris was, um, you know, the option has three phases, uh, the dive, the quarterback, and the pitch. And so uh, you have to be sound in stopping uh, all three phases if you want to be successful in stopping that offense. And we knew Bears was heavy with the dive and quarterback phase. And so we had to make sure that we had those secure uh, as much as possible and as long and enough as possible to, to get the job done, and we were able to do that. And kind of the opposite of what we see on the offensive side of the ball, you guys have a bunch of young guys playing on defense, a bunch of sophomores playing really crucial positions for you. Uh, you coach the inside linebackers, Wilkes Albert and Bryce Baker, uh, those guys combined for over 30 tackles against Marist. What did you see out of them? Um, what I see out of both of those guys are, are, are two great uh, uh, leaders for our program now and in the future. Um, I was very uh, delicate with the way I brought them into the fold last year as freshmen. They actually played a lot last year as freshmen. But playing linebacker at the high school level is a very difficult position to play from just a leadership, physicality, and just really just understanding the game of football um, because the, the, there's a drastic, uh, drastic difference in between playing that position in, in grade school and middle school and transitioning to high school. And so Bryson Wilkes, uh, they also they got their first start really last year versus Jefferson. And they both performed pretty well and had a lot of tackles in that game. And I think that helped them with being prepared for this game versus Maris. And uh, I just groomed them a lot their freshman year. And this year, um, they kind of have been starting uh, for a while. Bryson's been starting all year. Wilkes just started right after the Buford game. And um, just had to make some, uh, make some adjustments to our team. And as soon as we put Wilkes in there, he just kind of took the job and ran with it. That was great to see. Both of them are great kids, great linebackers, and they'll have bright futures on the next level. And I thought one of the guys who maybe had an unsung game but came in as a guy not really expecting to play too much but played a big role, Emmanuel Pitts. Uh, we spoke to Coach Britt a little bit about it after the game, but able to come in and play that nose guard position, and it seemed like he had an immediate impact on the game. Yes, Manny had a, a tremendous impact on the, on the game, and that just goes to show the, uh, the character of our kids. I uh, definitely told Manny that he would play a role in this game and that we would need him. I didn't necessarily know it would be as many snaps as he played. I thought it would definitely be some spot duty in case uh, we needed uh, a sub. With the D-line, to get so many run reps. So it's a grueling matchup with those guys uh, getting chopped and getting hollow sometimes. And just the whole blocking scheme of option offense is very taxing on the D-line. So I knew Manny would need to be able to go and plug in place for Jeremiah Thomas or, or Cole Simeon inside. And so we just saw some things that we thought Manny could definitely help us with, with attacking that dive, reading clog in the middle. And he definitely um, stepped up to the plate and performed admirably um, as, a, as a junior and, and a guy, and, you know, just, just next man up in our program, man. No Eagles, no, no, no entitlement. And so Manny stepped up, got the job done, and was able to help 
uh, help us be successful on the night. So the credit to him and uh, credit for Coach Williams for preparing him for that moment. Hey, Coach, you guys getting ready for a semifinals matchup coming up against North Dakota, a team that you guys have already played. Uh, but I know so much can change in 10 weeks, and they've ripped off nine straight wins since that matchup. What do you guys expect to see from the Titans coming up on Friday night? Um, the Titans create unique challenges for, for any team. Uh, they're extremely well coached on both sides of the ball. Uh, they have Elder and Barnes, two quality athletes that they like to get the ball to. Um, Wood, their tight end, is a, a great athlete as well. He made a couple of one-hand great catches against us in the first game. Uh, Moto Coney is going to come out in a lot of different formations, uh, a lot of motions. Um, they're going to run some RPO, gap scheme things. They run a lot of different things in their offense and very multiple. Um, and also have some wing T principles and spread things somewhat similar to what our offense likes to do. And so it's going to create unique challenges for us, having been that we played them before, and just making sure we can keep our kids focused and locked in on the task at hand and being able to to create stops. Uh, you know, I pride ourselves in attitude and effort as far as our defensive philosophy, so we just have to make sure we bring that, that energy and intensity level to the game Friday night. Coach Galen Houston, kind enough to join us here on the Danny Bridge Show. Coach, before we let you go, uh, we, we've asked a lot of people this, but I'm curious to get your opinion. Uh, you've seen a lot of really special athletes come through BC. Where does the season from Justin Thomas rank among them? Um, man, Justin Thomas' season, it, it, it has to be up there with, with, with some of the best seasons ever, man. Uh, I cannot say enough good things about Justin. I tell him and his parents all the time, and I know everybody hears it from everybody here at the school, but Justin is just a great young man, period. Um, he's one of those kids that uh, every coach here would let date their daughter if they had one. He's he's great in the classroom. He's he's great with his teammates. He's uh, outstanding leadership, outstanding character, and he happens to be an outstanding student. Um, and so, and he just happens to be uh, extremely well in football and baseball, and he's well in all phases of each of his games. You know, in baseball, he pitches, he hits, he can play the field. Uh, in football, he can play offense, he can play special teams, he can play defense. Um, so he's just a unique talent. Um, we thank God every day that his parents <laughs> brought him here to B.C. and chose B.C., and and, and uh, we're happy we were able to pour into him, and he's able to, to add to our school and our program, and we wish him the very best at the University of, of Georgia, and, and he's the type of kid that we know will be successful because we just know the way he's he, – we just know his makeup, man. He's a tough, gritty, strong-minded kid, and, and he'll do whatever it takes to win. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to watch him this season, really. It just explode on the Georgia high school scene. Coach Galen Houston, kind enough to join us here. Coach, we appreciate it, man. We look forward to seeing you out there on Friday night. Uh, thank you, Christian. Uh, pleasure for having me. Um, Let's do it, man. Our defense with savage mentality, man. Go Cadets. Uh, we want everybody to come out Friday night and show us support uh, for your local product here in Savannah in the local area, man. And uh, we're trying to go to the state championship and win this thing. Yeah, we need to look like it did last Friday night against Marist. Coach, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Christian. Thanks for having me.
We hope to see everybody out at Memorial Stadium this Friday night for the semifinals matchup between your cadets and North Oconee. This is Christian Gokel here on ESPN Radio Savannah. We'll see everybody out at Memorial Stadium on Friday night.